the S&P 500 is almost at a bear market. So in today's podcast, we'll talk about the difference between a market correction and a bear market and things to do to protect your portfolio. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with CloudVestor. Untangling Your Finances, job number one of this podcast. And it's great to have you along. Thanks for joining in. Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo Param of Cloud Vesters. Cloud Vesters, a fiduciary firm. Cloud Vesters. Well, hey, you can make your appointment and meet your appointment online from the comfort of your home at cloudvestors.com. Here's the deal, though. You're working with a human being who knows you and where you are in your financial life and helping you get where you want to be, where you need to be in your financial life. Mo Param, great team you have there. How are you today? Dave, I'm doing great today. How are you? I'm wonderful. Wonderful. Um, I, I think everything's good. We're recording on May 20th. And your daughter got an award today. Yeah. The day we're yeah, recording. She got all A's and B's award. I was uh, only about three letter grades away from that. <laughs> Was it the all, all D awards? <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll make this real quick. I think that I went to a tough school. Here was the grading scale. A was 94 to 100. B okay. was 88 to 90. I'm sorry. A was 95 to 100. B was 88 to 94. C was 81 to 87. D was 75 to 80. And anything under 75 was an F. Doesn't wow. that sound like a tough grading scale? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, that is that is pretty tough. Yeah. Anything less lower than a 75 is, a, is an F? F. F. Yeah, that's pretty tough. And believe me, I know those numbers. They're ingrained in my soul. <laughs> I live by those numbers. For <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, uh, either way, yes, being proud of um, my daughter was uh, all A's in college. Um, this really? semester. Yeah. That's so awesome. very proud her. of her. Yeah, absolutely. Very proud of her. So we've got we're, things we're, to be proud of, don't we? We uh, are going to talk about the difference between a market correction and a bear market. And uh, man, what a good, timely topic we have here today, Mo, because we're seeing it, all the volatility in the markets. Uh, we thought we'd break it down to first segment of the podcast would be defining the difference between the two. And and also the second segment is what do you do uh, in a correction or a bear market? What, what's, what should you consider? What strategies should you have? So I guess the big question to ask is, to help us determine what we're in right now is what is a market correction? What's considered that and what's considered bear market? Yeah. So, you know, I thought this would be very timely because at today's podcast, I was going to talk about Roth conversions, but literally today, because of the volatility, we're almost there, almost at this bear market stage. So essentially a correction is when the market declines anywhere between 10 but less than 20% of its previous like all-time high. So once you've, once you've broken that 10% uh, decline of less than 10%, but not more than 20, right in that window, you're in a market correction. Okay. Just under 10, up, but not over 20? So 10, so basically 10 to over 10, but right less than 20%. I got you. Okay. That's a correction. And so yeah, that's a correction. And, and, you know, historically, the corrections have lasted 
an average of somewhere between three to four months. So, you know, three to four months, you stay within that threshold. But once the market crosses that 20% loss um, of its of its all-time high, then you've entered a bear market. That's a bear. How long That's do bear, bear markets generally last? In general, bear markets last somewhere around nine, nine and a half months. Uh, but the bear market, to, to officially be out of a bear market, the market has to go back to its previous high. So once you've, you know, once you've entered You're the bear a, market, oh. you, you don't, you don't, we don't leave the bear market and essentially go into a bull market until the market gets back to its oh. all-time high. We, we kind of take a look at it as the S&P 500. If the S&P 500 hits the, goes into that territory, I got we you. officially kind of be in the bear market. That's bear, okay. But, yeah, so but the S and P, uh, the high was forty seven ninety six, and that was January third. So until we get back to forty seven ninety six, if we hit bear, it's it's considered bear until you get there, back there. Until we get back there. Yeah. Okay. So to, so uh, so, you know, intraday meaning that for today so far, you know, we're recording at two twenty seven p.m. Mm-hmm. We're in a bear market. In a bear market today, but of course. It, it but could, it will not be official until the market closes. Gotcha. Because it could rally. Yeah. <laughs> not likely yeah, I mean, to, but. Not likely to, but, you know, it could rally. You know, we could have, you know, the market's going to be open for, you know, a few more hours. You know, if it, if it, op- if there's a late push, late rally, and we don't cross that 20% threshold, then we're not officially in it. But we're, we're like crossing that line. We're almost there. Okay, so we're literally hmm. there. Not quite in bear territory, but well, we are in bear territory, but it's not official till the market closes today. That's right. Now, once it's said, if so, to go get back to what you said, if the markets don't, if if the S and P doesn't rally, and at closing today, we're considered in a bear market. We are in a bear market until the S and P gets back up to what was it, forty seven something? Yes. Yep. We're in a bear. We're in a bear. So does that mean we were in a bull yesterday still? Or we or, or were we in a correction? Because I know we're, we're breaking a, down the difference. We're essentially in we were essentially in a correction. In a correction, not a okay. Um, and we've been in a correction, I guess you could say, have we been in a correction for most of twenty twenty two? For the most part, yeah, we've been in the correction for the most part. I mean, it's been, it's been up and down, right? So January, there was a lot of movement in the market in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even some of uh, some, I mean, if you look at the S&P, NASDAQ, I mean, we're getting close to double digit losses. Uh, and then February kind of held strong. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the war with Ukraine and Russia happened. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a few weeks later, um, the Fed's raised interest rate for the first time. And we saw a little spike in the market. And then really, I'd say around April, we just saw this this, this, this striking decline in the market. So, you know, we've teetered in and out of a correction, uh, you know, tiptoeing back and forth across that line. But for the most part, we've been in in some of the indexes have been in uh, indices have been in some form of a correction. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> so we're we're likely to be in a bear from our recording time and a couple of hours. We're likely to be considered in a bear. 
uh, yes. market, which we will be in until the S&P hits back up to where it was at its high. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it could, you know, it sounds scary, right? You know, oh, bear market. You know, there's, you know, in 2020, we, we did see the shortest bear market of all, uh, ever. You know, the recovery was less than a, was about a month. When COVID first hit? When COVID first hit mm-hmm. and, you know, about a, and only lasted about a month. And then the, uh, oh, it soared. Back <laughs> and it, it soared. It skyrocketed. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, these are different conditions than it was back then. You know, some of these uh, conditions that we're in right now is you know, because of COVID. I'm going you know, the on. The impact of some of the monetary uh, decisions that were made, obviously supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so a lot of the the reasons why we're in this p- position right now is because of the impact of COVID. Now, I'm going on memory from this, but I think we talked about this last podcast or one before that about the fact that the S and P. It's been the was it the worst year or start of a year since 1939? It was yeah. The first four, uh, yes, the first, op- the worst opening four months of the year. That's it. Since then, yeah. Okay, wow. It's been, uh, it's been a rough year, Dave. Yeah, yeah, it really has. Really cha- really. Yeah, and as an advisor, it's been pretty challenging on, on a number of areas. On the investment side, you know, typically when there's so much volatility, there's things we can do to, to help reduce the volatility. Um, typically, we would go to some type of fixed instrument or safety, you know, bonds, fixed income, maybe even some forms of commodities to help reduce the volatility. But some of those asset classes have been as volatile as, you know, equity space this year. So, so that's been some, that's been some of the challenges, um, as a, as an investor, uh, for our clients. Um, but also it's, it's the fear, right? Yeah. Right. Uncertainty. Uncertainty. Um, helping clients, um, you know, try not to, uh, you know, make rash moves, make rash <laughs> move, you know, not be too emotional. And as far as the decisions to to move in and out of their investments or the market overall. So. So, yeah. So it's been challenging on an investment side. It's been challenging on a uh, advisory side to work with clients. Um, and and just help them understand what's going on in the market because it's been moving. The, the speed of the volatility has been pretty, uh, you know, it has been it, it's just been so fast that, you know, when, when you get one sense of information, you try to make a plan on that on that information, and all of a sudden something new comes out, new inflation data comes out, uh, Feds the policies the Feds are going to uh, are are releasing comes out, and you know you kind of have to be able to pivot uh, in these in these climates. And in the second segment, uh, Mo's going to talk about how your strategies can change from if we're in a bear market compared to the bull market that we were in and were in for a long time. I do have a question on this. Just and I know we're not we're not technically in a recession, but uh, is, let's say we do go into a recession. Um I wanted to know what the difference is and what it may compare to, because I was I just pulled up in 08. The inflation rate was three point eight four percent. And now we're looking at eight point three percent inflation. How is it different with that higher inflation if we were in a recession compared to a lower inflation in the Great Recession? That's a good question. And, you know, it, 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 it varies pretty individual. I would say that 
you know, a higher inflation, uh, high inflation period, uh, it may take some time to get inflation back to a normal level. So you may, we may be in a recessionary period for a little longer. Uh, and, in, and, in oh, that, okay. and in that situation, just the, the, the conditions of a bear market, conditions of a recession might just, might just uh, extend longer if we're just if if inflation stays at this eight pay percent so level, so it could that extend right it now compared to the three percent. Yeah, uh, referring, referring to before, but I, but I would say you know the, the the person who is you know sometimes during a recession it doesn't really I won't say it doesn't you don't really feel it, but I say the the average person really feels the higher inflation than just being in a recession. That makes sense. In other words, um, I mean, everybody feels inflation. Everybody. Right. You go to a grocery store, you, you realize that the, the, the cost of milk has gone up. Mm-hmm. The cost of eggs has gone up. Uh, going back to work, back and forth, you're realizing it costs a little more to fill up the, to fill up the gas tank. So you're, you're feeling that, that uh, inflation, and you're feeling it pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, being in a recession, sometimes you don't necessarily feel feel the, the impact of being in a recession. Uh, now, obviously, the longer we're in a recession, now that can impact, you know, un- unemployment. That may impact, you know, uh, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. investments, right? You may see your portfolio uh, uh, be impacted by the by being in a recession. Uh, but as far as your day-to-day life, mm-hmm. you may not necessarily feel the recession, but you do feel the high interest rate. We all feel that. <laughs> I mean, not interest rate, the high inflation. Yeah. It, the inflation we have now is, is it's the one that the, it's brought the nation together in that area. I mean, everybody agrees on everything's too high. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who's yeah. going to disagree with you? No, no, no. <laughs> I'd like to see $7 gallon gas. It's yeah, not and, too and I, high. And I'm starting to see some of the services that I uh, that, that I signed up for, right? So I think I might have said in my last podcast, uh, in one of the last podcasts, uh, extermination bill. You got an extermination bill? Uh-huh. That's gone up. That's gone up. Uh, <laughs> Everything. It's actually gone up 8%. Uh, yeah. Our trash service has gone up. You well, know, think just, about just the fuel. I mean, yeah. fuel has gone up. think about uh, the trucks that deliver our goods and, and what they're having to pay in fuel and and then what they have to charge. And, you know, it all just rolls downhill, I guess. Yeah. yeah you know, my, my wife is a hairstylist, makeup artist, and her product and products have gone up. So the, 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 the color tubes that she uses mm-hmm. for her clients, that has gone up. Yeah, and everything. So, and by default, she might have to be at the point, depending on how long this stays, where she's going to have to probably raise her prices. Well, another thing. To offset the cost of her supplies. Yeah, it's that chain reaction. Another thing you said, too, about uh, a recession, a higher recession obviously could extend. I mean, a higher inflation rate could extend the recession. Uh, Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, higher inflation could extend it, right? Because it it could be a point where, there are certain things that that you know what, what's being considered now to 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 hopefully curb inflation is you know raising interest rates, which you say to yourself, well, how does that? What's the relationship between raising the interest rates to to lower uh, to to basically bring the market or bring the economy back to what I call a normal level? 
Well, sometimes if you just make it so expensive to live, people stop spending. Mm-hmm. And if you stop spending, then companies can pro- can get their supply chain back in order. Maybe they have an influx of, of product mm-hmm. that they have to just, you know, to, to sell. So they may, you know, sell it at a discount on sale just to kind of get things, you know, get things out, get their inventory out. Um, it may curb housing prices because if it's cheaper to buy a house or if it's cheaper to borrow money to buy a house, then you may have multiple offers, right? You're, you're selling your house for half a million bucks. It's only two and a half percent to borrow. So you may get, you know, 20, 30, 40 different people offers trying to buy your house. But if interest rates go up to seven, eight percent for a mortgage, well, then that number of offers go down, goes down. And guess what? The competition goes down. So now before it was a bidding war, now you may only have two or three. Right people bidding for your house. So now you may drop the price of your house from 500 to 475. And that's the yeah. competition isn't as much as it was before. So sometimes so some of these things that are that that some of these economists have been, you know, pr- that I've been listening to and watching and um, and and hearing what their thoughts are on how to curb um, these the uh, these conditions that we're in right now, a lot of them are saying we we almost have to be in a position where it's just very expensive to just live in order to bring things back down. Well, you know, look at it's expensive to live. Now, look at rent. You know, the one thing, is it possible we could see housing prices like deflation and housing prices, but inflation and everything else? What would that be called? Oh, my gosh. A weird situation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what do we do in a bear? I just want you to know, little little Dave here took notes here so I could get above a 74. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, Yes, from the grading scale from my school. We have to get you past 75. Absolutely. I think I'll get at least that on the quiz that comes at the end of the podcast because I do know that a correction – is defined as a, a drop of a, a little over 10 to just under 20%. You're still in correction territory. But if it gets over 20%, you're in a bear market. And a, a bear market really, uh, historically, you're looking at the possibility of a nine-month duration. I mean, that's based on history, certainly. A correction, you said, about three to four months. And once you hit a bear, which we could, by the close today, be considered in bear market, um, you're in it until you recover back to your you're high. That's right. All right. What did I get there? 82? Ooh, that was good. I'll, I'll give you an 87. Okay. That's still a C by my grading scale <laughs> from my oh, school. Really? I was trying to get you a B. Well, that would All be right. 88 for a low B. Oh. That was my grading scale. Uh, I'll give you an 88. I'll take that. My mother would have been tickled to death with it, Mo. I'll tell you that. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about what, what should you be doing in a bear market. That's on the way. Your finances untangled. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch 
That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's Cloudvestors.com. We're back. It's your finances untangled. Definitely visit that website, cloudvestors.com. Learn about this fiduciary firm. Learn about the firm that uh, allows you, if you want to meet with your person, your person on the team. Uh, you can from the comfort of your own home. They blended that virtual planning with the human touch at cloudvestors and cloudvestors.com. Mo Param here, the man behind this podcast, Your Finances Untangled. He uh, explained the difference between a correction, a market correction, and a bear market. As Mo explained where we are now as of recording day in 2.48 p.m. May 20th, 2022, we're in a bear, but it's not a done deal until the market closes today. Um, so if we're on a bear market, what changes? W w what are you looking at with your clients as far as how to traverse the bear market that we're in? And we don't know how long it will be. So what we want to look at is their portfolio and see how, how diversified, how spread out are they within their portfolio? To, to look at, to, to see how they will be positioned depending on what environment we're in. You know, our, if we do go into a recession or a high inflation, uh, if, we, if we stay in a high inflation period or if we're in a low inflation period, if we're in a high economic growth or a lower economic growth, we want to make sure that they have essentially a really diversified portfolio. So that's one thing that we, we would do is look at your portfolio and really see how diversified you are. And what I mean by diversification, it's not just, you know, the relationship between bonds and, and, and equities. Mm -hmm. We want to know what type of equities you have. You know, are the equities that you have, the stocks that you have in your portfolio, are they favorable in this condition that we're in right now? Are they favorable for a bear market? Uh, and are they favorable for an extended period of high inflation? Um, different sectors um, respond uh, have, a, have, a, have a different correlation based off the market. You know, for instance, right now we're starting to see some of the big, uh, the big retail have a, have a challenge in this environment that we're in right now. The other day, Walmart um, didn't hit their numbers. So they were down, I believe, over 15% in one day. Mm -hmm. uh, Target didn't hit their numbers, down 25%. Uh, Ross stores down down double digits there's there's Cisco Costco is getting ready to report fairly soon there's questions about whether they're going to feel the impact of the environment that we're in right now so retail hasn't really been hasn't hasn't thrived in this environment right now so that could be another answer to the question I had about how 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 does it does inflation make it high inflation make it worse exactly yeah, I mean that that's that's a good point, right? So it really does uh, impact different sectors, different parts of the market. Um, uh, it hits them in a different way. 
So again, so looking at your portfolio, if we're going to enter a bear market, if we're in a bear market, if we uh, see ourselves going into a recession, then we want to just make sure that our our portfolio is is diverse enough to uh, to match the environment that we're in right now, as well as not abandoning our strategy, right? Not abandoning our overall goal, but again, traversing, like you said, traversing the environment that we're in right now. One thing we definitely are looking at is just looking how diverse our portfolio is. And in looking at the or reevaluating the diversity, what does what what performs well during a a, a bear market? What what are some things that you could look at to be comfortable with in a bear market? In a bear market, you, you, uh, companies in the defensive sectors look good. Your consumer staples, um, even some real estate equities. Healthcare, utilities. Oh yeah, healthcare. How how do you ever go wrong with that? How do you ever go wrong there? And even dividend dividend um, dividend growth companies do well. Tend to do well, uh, well, or at least that's that that those type of companies do well in in a bear market. They've historically just done well. Period. Like I was reading something about like the going back 150 years. I think that they've had a yeah. really uh, a good track record. Yeah, if you if you actually look at the, the the growth of the stock market, dividends have played a, a significant significant role in the growth of the market. Remember, dividends are, are a return of profit, so you're, you're you're basically sharing in the profits of a company. Mm-hmm. So even if the valuations are a little off, right? You know, the stock doesn't go from a hundred dollars a share to one hundred and fifty, right? You don't get that 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 huge growth. But you still get paid around uh, along the ride. Yeah, and then and then usually you just you know, usually, but you know you can reinvest the dividends, right? So continue buying and continue buying more of those of the same stocks as you know, the price goes up and down. So you know, so b- being able to to earn earn income uh, and participate in the profits of a company that, that I mean that's that's the best of both worlds, right? Well, also, all right, so we're looking at bear markets, and um, you're looking at, we talked about what performs well. We're talking about, you know, the need to reevaluate your diversified strategy. Um, and then I guess this goes along with what performs well or maybe not. What are some bargains that are available that aren't available during a bull market? <laughs> well, in the bull market that we've seen, you know, uh, if you think back uh, – you know, one of the things that's that's causing a lot of this sell-off. You know, one of the things out of out of many is valuation. Mm-hmm. Some companies have uh, the market feels that some of some companies have been overvaluated, and so some companies like tech, which is one of the reasons why Nasdaq has been has been hit really hard this year, is because we saw an acceleration of some of that index uh, post COVID. You know, so some companies, I won't name any names, right? Mm-hmm. They may be potential sponsors down the road. Um, mm-hmm. That was a joke, by the way. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, well, you know, because it's, you it's never know. You never know, right? Yeah. But you know, some companies saw meteoric rises during COVID. You know, taking oh, sure. advantage of you know yeah. people staying at home, gyms closing, um, and so we just saw this meteoric rise, and then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, conditions are a little different. Uh, we aren't staying at home as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some some companies are being uh, the, the valuation is being readjusted. So how do, so what I mean by all this is 
some companies, some good quality companies, are being grouped with tech companies, and so you're seeing their valuation go down. So you're seeing a lot of quality companies that have been staples in this in this economy for a while, Apple, Microsoft, right? That are being that now you're starting to see that you could possibly buy them. You know, some like Amazon is down over thirty percent for the year. Wow. Apple's down Apple's down, I think fifteen percent this month. Man, this month. Yeah. So if you if you wanted to buy an Apple and you just thought oh, it's just a little little too rich for my blood, but mm-hmm. now you're at fifteen, twenty percent, you know, reduction. Maybe time to take another look. Maybe yeah. it's time to get a little nibble. So yeah. So there are some buying opportunities mm-hmm. uh, in this climate. Now, as any type of investor, uh, you know, you want to have, you want to go in, go into it with a plan. You know, how does, you know, am I going to buy this stock or, or, or participate in this investment? And do I have a two-year, three-year, five-year horizon on this one, on this uh in this position, so you want to even if you even if there is a buying opportunity, you still want to have it backed up with some type of plan. Is there a particular strategy that, it, when we're in a bull market, you would say absolutely don't even consider that? But then when we're in a bear market, so one may take a second look at any particular strategy, investment strategy. Hmm. I would I would say. You know, we talked about you. You mentioned, and this is related to inflation, really, but and it's it's limited in what you can, how much you can participate in it. But you mentioned I bonds, for instance, and that might be something you don't really look at until you you, you hit high inflation, right? Yeah, that's, might, good, that's a good point, right? So right now, I bonds uh, are paying nine point six two percent. Uh huh. In twenty nineteen, the S and P five hundred was over. 30 percent 2020 covid s&p 500 up 18 uh, last year s&p 500 up over 20 percent what's it so, down now it's it's down enough to be bare right uh yeah so i mean we're, we're yesterday i believe we're a little over 20 no we're less about 17 for 17 yesterday i believe somewhere around there a little close to 18 percent yesterday uh for the year so so oh, okay so so now, so what I mean by that is, you know, uh, I bonds at that at that point were weren't at the nine percent. So someone could say, you know, I can put X ten thousand dollars the most you can put in I bonds. Right. So I can put ten thousand dollars in the market because of this historic bull market we're mm-hmm. in and get close to that thirty percent uh-huh. in twenty nineteen. I don't want this measly <laughs> I bond rate. Right. Right. But in this environment yeah. now, where you look at. You know, just about every single sector you look at is down. You say, you know what, nine nine percent seems pretty good. Yeah, right. So you right. Wanna, so you want to go into. Uh, you don't really want to look at. You want to take this opportunity and 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 not think about it as well. Every bear market is the same, or every recessionary period is the same, or every high inflation period is is the exact same thing. And I'm gonna look. I'm, I'm gonna look back at. Uh, you know, 2020, we're in a bear market and use that same investment strategy that I did before. Every, every, every market is different. You know, the conditions that are causing this environment that we're in right now isn't the same, aren't the same conditions that were, that we were faced with. In That's 2020. true. You can't totally look at history. 
Yeah, so you can't you can look and look at history to maybe see okay what kind of asset classes you know that's what I mentioned before we're in a bear market so utilities look great uh, in this market dividend stocks look good in this market but you don't just you don't just go in and buy any dividend stock right you still want to see okay well you know which which companies in this environment would which dividend stock companies would be great in this environment. Right, so you still have to you still have to mm-hmm. go into it with a little more research and just going back in the past. Well, I mean, this is good stuff, and I'm thinking if we are in a bear market, um, I'm not saying you're going to call all your clients up immediately. Get in here, stat. It's time for a review, but it's probably time to start maybe scheduling some reviews because you want to look at. Uh, I mean, reevaluate the portfolio, see what tweaks need to be made. Right? Will you be doing that? Uh, we've been doing that uh, all basically all year uh-huh. as far as sending videos out every every week uh, some good you know some what I mean good it's like some good news positive news mm-hmm. some all right here's where the you know here's where the market is uh, and then offering opportunities for for reviews uh, we're, we're we're getting ready to start a uh, a monthly I won't say state of the union but state of the market. Uh, with different portfolio managers that we use. So oh, okay. The clients can hear, you know, not just our voice, but can hear some of the best of the best money managers that are out there mm-hmm. and what their thoughts are about the market. So we're, 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 we're in these times that we're in right now, uh, you know, we want clients to know that we are engaged, we are listening, we are working behind the scenes. And uh, even if we, you know, even if we don't talk to you on a, you know, monthly basis or even a quarterly basis, you know that we're thinking about you. And at, but about also at, a, at any point, if you want to, you know, review your plan, uh, we're here for you. Well, that's what it's all about. And uh, it, we've said it here countless times, but uh, the abbreviated history of, of Cloudvestors is the, the brick and mortar firm uh, had clients leaving, but didn't want to leave that re- financial relationship they had. So why not? Technology makes this available. And and what was born from it? Cloudvestors. And again, it's the virtual firm with the human touch. And cloudvestors.com, you can learn more about it. Well, yeah, uh, Mo, you, you couldn't have picked a more timely topic than today, May 20th, uh, to talk about um, just what's the difference between a market correction and a bear market. And I know that you'll follow that on this podcast as you provide really great financial information, not just information. It's not like this is a financial news show. This is a financial what should you be considering show. And, and really, Mo does a great job making you aware of things that maybe you wouldn't even think of. And that's what they do for their clients at Cloudvestors. So again, cloudvestors.com. Mo, excellent conversation as always. We'll do it again next week. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for being with us on the podcast, Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Param and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. 
Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.